I'll do anything Baba Yaga says. <laughs> you better. You have to. Yeah. yeah. What other choices? You don't have any good choices. No. back this is fairy tale fix again again i'm i'm kelsey (laughs) i'm abby we've got this intro thing down we've got it down pat and we are today joined by a special guest from one of our favorite podcasts alluring welcome we're so fucking excited that you guys are here Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Cue the the clapping in the audience. Justin, Yay! throw in some. As, <laughs> Justin, put in some clapping. As you all he, should. No, he I'm won't. Kidding. He hates sound effects. <laughs> He's like, I'm not paid enough for that. He <laughs> thinks they're he thinks they're cheesy. <laughs> what? Uh, Come on. You're the cheesiest person I know, really. I know. It's <laughs> shocking. Anyway, uh, Kimmy and Ryan, introduce yourselves. Tell Whoa. us a little bit about your podcast. You want to go first, Ryan? Sure. Uh, hello, I'm Ryan, um, the co-host of our podcast, Deloring. And uh, this is Kimmy with us. Yeah, that's Hello. me. My name's Kimmy. I am also the co-host. It is Orion and I ship over on the folklore cryptic gang over there. And we are super over the moon to be here with y'all today. We talk about cryptids and folklore. Each episode, we will dive into a creature and we will tell you all about their history, their impacts in pop culture, and some cool stories um, am I missing anything, Ryan? No, I don't think so. That pretty much nails it. Um, we're the least experienced experts uh, yes. you can find. <laughs> and we have cool illustrations for every episode. So if you're all about that cool, artsy, folklore, cryptid life, go check it out. We make um, terribly beautiful merch. We just released some MILF Mothmans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely incredible artwork. Kimmy's it's amazing. That's the dream. That's amazing. Bless, bless our team group, chan- group chat because it was, it was the weirdest time of the day. And I was like, I'm making a MILF shirt. <laughs> I said that. It was like when, noon on a Wednesday, and I just get a picture of a a Mothman wearing tights, and like it was it was beautiful. Oh my god! I cannot wait to listen to the episode to find out what joke inspired that. Um, or you that, can just tell me right now. That was very just. I was yeah. like, oh, it's a Wednesday, and I feel that the internet <laughs> seems so like, that wasn't chaotic. even connected to the episode. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we I don't think we've done Mothman yet. He's on the list if I was wondering for it. But well, I then you've got a great joke one. locked and loaded for Mothman then. Mm-hmm. I, we have the episode title down way before we even start recording. Yeah. yeah. So Kimmy and Ryan are totally awesome. Alluring is a fantastic podcast that you should definitely listen to. It goes into all of the cryptids that we always talk about. 
that we can never find in fairy tales, or sometimes we do. <laughs> uh, I think they have a Baba Yaga episode. Um, they did a Kraken episode, which wasn't a fairy tale, but that's just one of my, that's my, my favorite cryptid. So good. Um, <laughs> speaking of Kimmy and Ryan, what are your favorite cryptids? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Oh man, there's so many. <laughs> um, Ooh. um, not the beast of Bosco. <laughs> nope. The beast of um. Bosco is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that episode recently, and I totally agree with Ryan. <laughs> the baby beast of Bosco. <laughs> yeah, it's just a big turtle. That's yeah. Boo. Don't don't be don't be fooled, um, anybody. I got one, and Ryan's going to hate one of the reasons I like it. Um, I love the jackalope because yeah. I have a pet rabbit, mm-hmm. and she's a little Holland dwarf, and she's adorable and sassy. And she has little antlers I'll put on her for Halloween. So oh like my gosh. I cannot wait to see pictures of this. Yes. I can't remember if you guys do something where you post it, but if not, I will send it and you guys can post. <laughs> Definitely repost that. That sounds adorable. I love the jackalope. I also love the jackalope because it loves bourbon and it has <laughs> forbidden milk. So. That is the most Wyoming thing I've ever heard. It has. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rewind. It has forbidden milk. <laughs> apparently why is the milk if, forbidden <laughs> <laughs> if you are brave enough to milk a jackalope <laughs> its milk has healing properties so <laughs> it's the forbidden jackalope titty and that's why it's the forbidden milk <laughs> and Ryan hates it and I love that yeah, he hates yeah. it <laughs> we had a whole we had the whole section on it and it was the worst <gasps> i love jackalopes my oh. family's actually from wyoming and i went there oh. as a child and i was obsessed with the idea of the jackalope my great aunt even got me like a car that was like i'm a certified jackalope hunter or something <laughs> yes i know exactly which one you're talking about yeah <laughs> i have that printed but not uh. up on my wall yet <laughs> So good. I think my favorite it's uh, the Loveland Frogman, um, <laughs> just because he gets more ridiculous in every story you read. Like the first one, like he's just chilling with his homies, and the cops come and he scatters. Another one, he just starts casting spells at people. <laughs> um, he's been described <laughs> as being uh, caked up, which is exciting. Um, <laughs> caked up, I love that. Caked up. Uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the best. Wait, what is caked up? Like, he's all caked up on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. He's a thick boy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> he got ass is what we're trying to Yeah, do. that's Amazing. what we're trying to say. Okay, you really have to spell these things out. Yeah, I was trying to be polite <laughs> to the, to the frogman. S, S. Um, he's all, yeah. so. he's, got, he's got a juicy posterior. I guess. Yes. So we've been told. <laughs> I I love this. So on the opposite end, and not really opposite, but just on more on our end, what is your favorite childhood fairy tale? I think my favorite fairy tale mm-hmm. is probably uh, Hansel and Gretel. Because I remember nice. like the original one growing up. Well, not the original, but like the version I heard growing up was just like mm-hmm. this nice little, oh, they made candy and they found a candy house. And then like, 
the real version's like crazy dark. Like they're like mm-hmm. cooking children and like cooking the witch and everything. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And like their parents are like leaving them in the woods to yeah. starve to death. Yeah, they didn't yeah. just get lost. They got they got thrown out there. Like mm-hmm. it's rough. Yeah. Fa- fairy tale parents are not good. <laughs> no, that's what ever. we've learned. Yeah. Almost ever. Yeah, we don't do a ton of fairy tales, but yeah, in, in mm-hmm. the few we have, um, yeah, they're they're all, they're usually terrible people. Um, or they're dead. Yeah, or <laughs> dead. Yeah. You can't have it both, right? Yeah. That's a fantastic favorite choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Hansel and Gretel is a classic for Ooh, a reason. That's a that's a good one. I'm I'm sorry. I swear I have my book, but my office is turned around because I have a <laughs> Harry Potter good. party coming up. Nice. I have this like old mermaid fairy tale book and it's the prettiest thing ever and i feel you guys would love it for your show so i will send a picture after but yes please Mm -hmm. i I love the classic little mermaid even though it makes me cry it's just like it's just so beautiful like i love the art in it and everything it's just pretty it's just pretty that's all that's all yeah. I need to make me happy. Hans Christian Andersen is such a just poetic author. He yeah. he just makes you feel like you're in a dream. And mm-hmm. I adore that. Absolutely. That's such a good way to describe his writing. Or yeah. a nightmare, depending on the fairy tale. <laughs> well, but it's but kind it's of a beautiful of dream. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like a gorgeous, like yeah. very a gorgeous, very dreamy, uh, you know sensual nightmare is a poetic nightmare yeah. there we, we love right, there we go if you <laughs> yeah. were to describe all of his stories just that <laughs> statement just take that statement for the rest of time and you know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that what's your guys's favorite out of the two of you i'm so oh. curious oh my gosh um i don't know that's a that's an ever-shifting target the more fairy tales we read okay yeah do you have like I- a childhood one that like speaks to your soul. My favorite, like, like kind of t- fairy tale that everyone knows, because right now it's definitely the Toad Bridegroom. It's an episode yes, we did a while back. So good. It was. It's a Korean fairy tale that's just. It's hilarious and it's my favorite thing ever. But like the cla- from the classics, Little Red Riding Hood, definitely. Ooh, I love you, that one. You would love the comic I started to work on. I've been starting. Ooh. Because it's about Slavic folklore, and the two mm-hmm. main characters are based off Red and the Wolf. Oh, nice. <laughs> I definitely need to check that out. Absolutely. How are you sharing it? Um, I just started it, so it's on my art Instagram. Nice. Do you want to <laughs> give it a plug? What's the name of it? Um, so my art Instagram's The Lost World of She, but the comic, and it's, I just started. I'm super excited for it, but it's called mm-hmm. The Lore of Lovers. So. Cool. You'll be seeing more of that magical realm, and I'm super excited about it. <laughs> Very cool. Definitely check it out. Yeah. I think my brain has been totally taken over by the ones that we've done on the podcast, which tend towards the tend towards the more obscure. I guess mm-hmm. uh, out of the ones that everybody would know, I I would have I would have said Sleeping Beauty, except then mm-hmm. we did Sleeping Beauty, and I actually hate that story. <laughs> that's fair well there's there's a lot of different versions though yeah but i can only remember the most fucked up one at the moment and so (laughs) yeah which is probably the most fucked up fairy tale of all time so messed up so that's you know that's a hard that's a hard pass uh (laughs) 
You know, a lot of stories the- that are really about non-consensual things uh-huh. happening for months and months. <laughs> <Woof>. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, probably out of like the ones that people are familiar with, I think Aladdin has risen to the top. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That w- we did that on a very recent episode, and mm-hmm. that was a good fucking time. That we both listened to that one. Yeah, and we both really liked that yeah. one. <laughs> that one was that was a good story. I was yeah. like, oh, I like I was doing my workout because that's when I do my podcast time. And I know it's like a good story because like after my workout, I'm like, I think I'll just like stretch for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a great one. Oh my goodness. This is so fun. Another question that we had for you that is the question I am personally looking forward to hearing the (laughs) Mm -hmm. answer to the most is what's the sexiest cryptid? (sighs) (laughs) I think I would like to defer to my previous answer of the Loveland Frogman. (laughs) He does sound like a hottie. He's got a good tushy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Plays instruments, casts spells, squats. So he's also like a musician, bad boy. Yeah. Um, all sounds super sexy. And he doesn't chase after you. No, he runs. Oh, yeah. You have to chase him. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's uh, that's pretty hot stuff, Ryan. Uh, Kimmy, do you have a contender? Can I guess, Kimmy, what you're going to say? <laughs> Maybe. So Kimmy has a problem with um, um, very evil um, <laughs> cryptids that also just happen to be attractive women. Um, nice. She So we do, we do a thing ca- called our alignment chart where we put people as like good or evil. And um, she put like, Yayarona, not sure if you're familiar, um, as like lawful good. Um, so I'm gonna go with lawful good for yeah, La- yeah, yeah. I will take it to my grave. <laughs> First of all, bitch had a tragic life. I get she had a moment, she stopped, snapped, she may have killed some of her kids, okay. a lot of them, and other people's. Um, but that I am asked as her as a person how I see her and she's a beautiful Latino woman that was betrayed by a man. And I get that. So (laughs) I think she is good. She's just going through it. Like (laughs) girl's hot. She's struggling. I, I went through my twenties. I get it. I, I completely understand. (laughs) And it kills Ryan each time. She is technically more a ghost though. That's fair. My yeah, boyfriend. So if we're doing cryptid, I'm going to say Kraken, and all you weirdos out there know why. And I'm going <laughs> to leave it at that. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so, because normally it's more sirens and stuff, but that's more mm. folklore. Cryptid, I thought you were going to go with yeah. Selkies, but. Uh, so they're more um, folklore. Like also that's more fair, folklore. Yeah. 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 No, the Kraken is also a, a unconventional choice, but also I don't disagree. Yeah. Thank you. See, you get it. You must play D and D if you get it. Yeah, yeah. I, but but I, whenever you do the alignment chart at the end of your at the end of your episode, like I just I always really enjoy that part. Oh, thank goodness! Because I'll get messages from like a lot of supporters, and I can tell immediately who's Team Kimmy and Team Ryan. <laughs> then I'll go to my brother's house and hang out with my sister in law and him, and he's like, "You know, Ryan was right last time." I'm like, "I don't need this from you." 
I was like, you're my sibling. You should be on my side. And he's like, you were wrong. I was like, don't oh, talk God. to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. We know our sexy yeah, what, what unconventional choices we went with. We got the Loveland Frog and the Kraken. I love it so the much. The Kraken makes sense. I'm I, feel like, like, I, like, I feel like I like the two of you. I think we're, we're all going to get along really well. Unconventional choices for who's hot is uh, yeah. it's a classic feature. I think that's such a good example of why you should go listen to Alluring and learn about yes. all these cryptids because there are so many. Like... I don't know. So we (laughs) picked a couple of cryptids for our fairy tales and it was hard. It was because there are one, there are so many cryptids and two fairy tales are very vague about the cryptids that are in them or, you know, for folklore creatures, unless it's Baba Yaga. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Cause she is queen. So mm -hmm. I get it. (laughs) We almost, we almost went with a Baba Yaga story, but we didn't. So why did you start a cryptid folklore podcast? Like, <laughs> That's what, all what? Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I started it like right before quarantine mm-hmm. <laughs> because at the time, was, that, was I single at that time? I think that was before I met Edgar. But anyway, I was like a single girl in my 20s and I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to draw more. And I found folklore interesting and cryptid. So I was like, well, if I learn about it and I'm telling all my friends about it anyway, because they want to hear about it, I might as well see if I can do something with it. And I started it for a minute with someone else. But the day came where I was like, I need someone that is going to be passionate about it with me. And Ryan was like, he just appeared. And Ryan and I have been friends since college. So we know each other for a minute. And I was like, do you want to get on a chaotic cryptid folklore ship with me? And he was like, all hell yeah about it. <laughs> well, that's what I tell people. He was so hyped. He cried, actually, because he was so True, <laughs> yeah. On the phone, in Huge tears. tears. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. <laughs> so yeah. it, just to draw. That's like the reason I started it, just so I could have drawing prompts. Well, your artwork is so amazing. I don't know if I've told you this before, which I'm sure I have, but it's, I love your artwork. It's so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. I'm always like, I wish Kimmy worked for us because we need more artwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it's so beautiful. So, everybody go listen to Alluring. They are hilarious. It's so much fun. And go follow them on Instagram um, and, and TikTok. You guys are killing it. <laughs> I know we talked about this before, but TikTok is fucking hard making all those like videos and you guys are, I love them so much. They're so good. Mostly TikTok is Ryan sending me things to do on TikTok. I'm like, I guess. You're killing it. (laughs) No, that's what you need though. You need someone to come up with the ideas and Mm -hmm. then someone Uh else like, you know, implements the idea. Kimmy's the doer, like the doer in this duo, (laughs) I guess. I just say we'll, stuff and then Kimmy does it and, it's, and it works out so well because I works out perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got idea person and we got execution yeah. person and it's just a beautiful balance of chaos at this point. <laughs> oh, I love uh, it. Real quick before we move on, Ryan, we heard why Kimmy started the podcast. So why did you say yes to joining it? Um, yeah. I mean, I just thought it was interesting. Um, I remember when Kimmy first started it, um, 
we had kind of talked like not about me being on it, but just about it in general. And I really liked the idea, but she had a different co-host. And then one day she was like, Hey, you want to do that? And I was just like, absolutely. Like I felt like, (laughs) I felt like the water boy on the sideline who just like got (laughs) called in to like play finally. (laughs) It was awesome. I was like, you're up. Yeah. (laughs) Called up to the show Mm -hmm. or whatever they say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I picked a very specific, I don't know if this is like a cryptid or folklore creature. Kimmy and Ryan will have to tell you about that. I picked Jazinkas, Jazinki. And so I think this is going to be really exciting. So Abby and I are going to read a fairy tale about a specific cryptid. And then Kimmy and Ryan are going to tell us about the cryptid afterward. So they've got a little bit of knowledge on this. Um, So they're going to make predictions on our fairy tale, knowing what cryptid is in it. And so they've got a little bit of a head up, which I think is kind of fun. I think it's exciting. Yeah. And I am not going to reveal too much about this cryptid uh, in the beginning of the story for, you know, because I want to to be kind of Kimmy and Ryan's thing afterward. But I will say it was inspired from a story we did previously, and I will talk about that later. Okay. Black spoilers. So this story is um, from Czechoslovakia, or it's a Slavic fairy tale. I couldn't really find, like, specifically where it's from. But it's called Smulicek, the story of a little boy who opened the door. <laughs> Uh-oh. So- <laughs> So if all of you want to give me three predictions for Smulichek, the story of a little boy who opened the door. I will go first to set an example. (laughs) (laughs) I predict that Smulichek is the boy's name. Okay. Okay. I mean. I... (laughs) What? That's that's really going out there. I'm, I'm going I'm, out on a limb. I'm really scared you're about to steal my. my <laughs> <laughs> um, the door that he opens. Oh no! <laughs> you can make similar predictions. <laughs> yeah, I steal Abby's predictions all the time. All the time, honestly. <laughs> uh, the door that he opens is. In the side of a hill. Oh. Okay. And he dies. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that is a prediction for sure. Oh, God. No, never mind. No, you already said it. <laughs> take it back. No, I want to take it back. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I did the rewind sound. You're fine. No one will know. <laughs> Well, just because it's a fairy tale, and I don't know, usually the fairy tales are pretty kind to children, uh, well, you know, besides leaving them out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah. I guess, okay, so maybe not kind. I take that back. <laughs> that was a dumb thing to say. I don't know why I came up with that. They don't the usually die, tend, that's all. The children tend to live, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> they usually survive whatever horrible PTSD nonsense. They just need years nonsense. and years of therapy. So which, much therapy. Who doesn't? Yeah. That's why it's a whole thing now, though. So it's okay. All works out for capitalism in the end. So, <laughs> so there's no problems there. No problems. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll let it, I'll let it stand. I took I took I took my hand off the chess piece. I'll, I'll let the prediction stand. I just came up with a better one, but it's fine. Ryan, what are your predictions? So I think Smulicek is not the little boy's name. I think that's going to be some sort of uh, like. 
fo- like witch or demon type situation. Ooh, um, I love it. Who's going to trick the boy into opening a door that they're not able to open for some reason. Oh, okay. Um, oh, man, I need a third one. Um, yeah, I'll give you the one that I thought of. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you just whisper it to the side. They don't need to hear us. No, the little I, I, the little boy loses a limb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's ex- exactly what I was going to say. And the, the little boy loses a limb. Totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> these. <laughs> Um, All right, Kimmy, three predictions. Well, Schmolichek does not sound sexy to me, so I do not think it's going to be a beautiful witch hag. I think okay. it's going to be the location oh. to shake okay. things up. Oh, I love that. And I'm going to think the door represents the realm from life to death, because in Slavic folklore, the forest represents the passage. So that's what I'm kind of feeling for that. Um, okay. I think the kid's going to be a dick, because why not? <laughs> That's <laughs> such a good prediction. <laughs> so, Solid. For, for, in, we got some realm dimensional stuff with a door you can pass <clears throat> through and a dick of a kid. <laughs> That's my three <laughs> predictions. I feel like that might be an opinion-based <laughs> answer, but I love it. I'm super excited. <laughs> I love ki- I love children, but some of these Slavic folklores, I want to smack them, so it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, without further ado, here's Molochek, the story of a little boy who opened the door. And I'm reading this from fairytales.com, uh, fairytales with a Z. And as always, we'll post the link in our show notes. And also, uh, just FYI, this is a really great website to find fairy tales with specific cryptids because I looked up Jazinki or Jazinkas in, and this is like one of the ones I found um, from fairytales.com. So awesome website. Definitely check it out. They're fantastic. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Smolichik. Yes. Point for Abby. Points for Abby. <laughs> Can we make this a game? <laughs> We're off to a really rough yes, start. Yes, drink a game or... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, wink, wink. <laughs> We're not wink, wink. <laughs> totally not doing that. Smolichek lived in a little house in the woods with a deer whose name was Golden Antlers, which is the cutest thing ever. Every day when Golden Antlers went out, he told Smolichek to lock the door after him and on no account to open it, no matter who knocked. If you disobey me, Golden Antlers said, something awful may happen. I won't open the door, said Smolichek, always promised. Which he is a fairy tale protagonist, so yeah, that that's a lie. <laughs> He's a lie. <laughs> He's, well, this deer sounds like a fae, so you're lying to a fae. So we're not off to a great start. That's a really good point. It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> golden antlers absolutely sounds like a fae, but a thousand percent. So Smolichek promises and ensures. Golden antlers, I won't open it until you come home. Now, one day, there was a knock on the door. Oh, Smolichek thought to himself, I wonder who that is. And he called out, who's there? And from the outside, sweet voices answered. 
Smolichak, Smolichak, please open the door. Just a wee little crack of two fingers, no more. We'll reach in our cold little hands to get warm, then leave without doing you the least bit of harm. So open, Smolichak, please open the door. Uh, wish granted bad. immediately. <laughs> oh, no. Kimmy's like, yep, definitely. Did you sing as a siren? I guess I'll open it a little bit. <laughs> But Smolichek didn't think he ought to open the door because he remembered what Golden Antlers had told him because he's a good little boy. Golden Antlers was very kind, but he spanked Smolichek when Smolichek <laughs> was disobedient. And Smolichek didn't want to get a spanking. So he put his hands over his ears and shut at the sound of the sweet voices. And that time he didn't open the door. Wow. This kid has You're- more discipline than I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a good boy, Golden Antler said in the evening when he came home. Those must have been the wicked little wood maidens, or Jazinkas. If you had opened the door, they would have carried you off to their cave, and then what would you have done? So Smolichuk was very happy to think he had obeyed Golden Antlers, and he said he would never open the door to strangers. No, never. Great story over. Happy ending. (laughs) The end. (laughs) This is like my story. Okay, so. (laughs) The next day. No, that's not the end. So the next day after Golden Antlers had gone out and Smolichek was left alone, again, there came a knocking on the door. And when Smolichek called out, who's there? Voices sweeter than ever answered. Smolichek, Smolichek, please open the door. Just a wee little crack of two fingers, no more. We'll reach our cold little hands to get warm, then leave without doing you the least bit of harm. So open, Smolichek, please open the door. Mm. And Smolichek said, no, he couldn't open the door. He thought to himself that he would like to have one peep at the wooden maidens, just to see what they looked like. But he mustn't open the door, even a crack. No, he mustn't. (laughs) (laughs) And the little wood maidens kept on begging him and shivering and shaking and telling him how cold they were until Smolchuk felt very sorry for them. Also creeped out as hell. That is so creepy. Mm-hmm. That is creepy. Like They're so cold. To be fair, <laughs> to think of it, this kid has a fey parent that spanks them. So I feel like what scares him <laughs> is completely different. <laughs> children a solid point <laughs> he's probably like That's typical it. tuesday am i right and yeah. <laughs> that is a very true <laughs> well i don't think it would matter smolichek said to himself if i open the door just a weeny teeny bit so he opened the door just a tiny crack and instantly two little white fingers <laughs> popped in and then two more and then two more and two more and then little white hands, and then little white arms, and then, before Smolichek knew what was happening, a whole bevy of little wood maidens were in the room. They danced around <laughs> Smolichek, and they howled, and they yelled, and they took hold of him and dragged him out of the house and away toward the woods. Oh, my God. I Listen. just, I want to point out real quick that as soon as he opened the door, that Ryan made like a, oh, my God, gesture. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan threw up his hands. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You got to you gotta have rules in life. And one of them is if someone's trying to tell you to do something in like poem form, just don't do it. <laughs> do not. Yeah. 
And I feel like you know, that's, that's good the advice. one rule. Yeah. I think it's that's great the advice. only rule, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like genre savvy. Specifically poem form. Yeah. <laughs> if it rhymes. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Well, Smolchek was dreadfully frightened, and he screamed out with all his might, Oh, dear golden antlers, wherever you are, in valley or mountain or pasture afar, come quick, don't delay. The wicked woodmittens are dragging away your little Smolchek. Come quick, don't delay. Oh, baby. This time, by good luck, the deer was not far away, and when he heard Smolchek's cry, he bounded up and drove the little wood maidens off and carried Smolchek home on his antlers. When they got home, he put Smolachek across his knee and gave him something. You oh know what? Was it a spanking? <laughs> to make him remember not to obey next time. <laughs> Poor baby. I know. He's this probably is- scared already. <laughs> you got to spank him? I know, now. right? It's not really yeah. necessary. Insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You're just like solidifying a weird fae daddy kink when they're older. Like, don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. Like, he's scared. He is. And, like, Kimmy, that's, like, at best. At best. best. He ends up with the daddy Uh. (laughs) cake. I agree. I I just saw Ryan's reaction and I'm crying. Oh, definitely a parenting choice and oh, i don't have you, kids. kids so i'm not sure but that doesn't seem like the right time i don't have kids and i am pretty sure and always willing to give a firm opinion about things i don't really have <laughs> knowledge about don't spank your kids don't do it you can yeah. threaten to do it but wait especially no, not <laughs> after being almost kidnapped by yeah uh, four creatures guy. he's learned his lesson <laughs> He's learned a few other things too, so we're gonna As he, here. Give me another prediction, real fast. Do all of you think that Smolachek learned his lesson? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, I want to stick to my daddy fake kink, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> that one in for five hundred. Like, that wasn't that bad. I'm gonna do it again. Smolachek cried, and he said he never, never, never would open the door again, no matter how sweetly the wood maidens begged. That's For some lie. days, <laughs> <laughs> For some days, no one came to the door. And again, one afternoon, there was a knocking, and sweet voices called out. Smolachek, Smolachek, please open the door. Just a wee little crack of two fingers. No more. We'll reach in our cold little hands to get warm. Then leave without doing you the least bit of harm. So open, Smolachek, please open the door. But Smolachek pretended he didn't hear. Then when the little wood maiden... (laughs) Then, when the little wood maidens began to shake and to shiver and cry with the cold and beg him to open the door just a little crack so that they could warm their hands, he said to them, No, I won't open the door, not even a teeny weeny crack, because if I do, you'll push in as you did before and catch me and drag me off. And the little wood maiden said, <laughs> God. Oh, no, Smolachek, we wouldn't do that. We'd never think of such a thing. And besides, if we did take you with us, if. you'd have a much better time with us than you have here. Shut up in a little house all alone with golden antlers is off having a good time by himself. 
We'd yeah. give you pretty toys and we'd play with you and you'd be very happy. <laughs> yeah, see, here's where I do open the door. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was just like, suddenly I'm on the wood elves or the wood witches side, whatever they are. I knew you guys would come over eventually. Yep. I just had to give it time. Like when she kidnapped him, I'm like, the problem here is he is underage. But everything else, like if it was me, different story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I want to know how Smolichek came to be with Golden Antlers in the first place. Like, did Golden Antlers her. kidnap him? Golden Antlers came to his door. Yeah. Oh. 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 I've, you know, if he's a fair, if he's a fake creature, as Amy says. As with most fairy tales, there's not enough background. <laughs> well, the thing is, fae, if a child gets lost in a forest, typically a lot of Slavic folklore, the fae will take them Aww. because they're like passing from life to death. So they're there to make the transition easier. Aww. So maybe he doesn't want the kid to die. So he's leaving him in the forest in the home. Aww. So that's a way to make it really sweet after okay, the whole nice. thing I said, because... <laughs> That's the backstory. I love it. It's perfect. Got to balance it out. We figured, Kim, we figured it out. (laughs) So after all that sweet stuff, it says, it reads, just think, Smolichek listened to them until he believed what they said. Then he opened the door, just a little crack, and instantly all of those naughty little wood maidens pushed into the room, seized Smolichek, and dragged him off. They told him they would kill him if he cried for help, which is a red flag. Oh, no. (laughs) But nevertheless, Smolichek called out with all of his might. Oh, dear golden antlers, wherever you are, in valley or mountain or pasture afar, come quick. Don't delay. The wicked wood maidens are dragging away your little Smolichek. Come quick. Don't delay. But this time, golden antlers was far away and didn't hear him. So no one came to help Smolichek, and the wood maidens carried him off to their cave. I mean, on one hand, I want to know what happens. I'm very excited. I'm glad Golden Antlers is too far away. On the other hand, <laughs> why uh, why were you not monitoring this boy a little more closely now that yeah. you know that he's an idiot? Yeah. He promised. He yeah. promised he would never, he never, promised, never open the door. In kid, in kid talk is, you know, until I feel like doing it again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's like, at this moment, I'm not going to do it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Right now. <laughs> but when I'm done playing with my race cars, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll revisit it. <laughs> I am not currently lying. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, there at their cave, instead of playing with him, they tormented him and teased him and made faces at him. But they did give him all he wanted to eat. In fact, they stuffed him with food, especially oh, sweets. No. And oh, every no. day they would pinch him and say to each other, oh! Sister, do you think he's fat enough yet? No! My death is no! right! I was right! <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Imagine poor Smolichek's feelings when he found out they were fattening him on sweets because they expected to roast him and eat him. Like, point for Kimmy. <laughs> finally one day after they had been stuffing him for a long time they cut his little finger with a knife to see how fat he was yum yum (laughs) the wicked little wood maidens cried he's fat enough today we can roast him 
So they took off his clothes and laid him in a kneading trough and prepared him for the oven. Smolenchuk was so frightened that he just screamed and screamed. But the louder he screamed, the more the wood maidens laughed and clapped their hands. Oh, boy. This did take a turn. <laughs> it's so a slab of fairy tale. Well, and it Pretty- took a turn directly into what <laughs> it's very, it's in Hansel and Gretel territory now. Mm-hmm. It got really fairy dark tale, huh? really fast. <laughs> well, just as they were pushing him into the oven, Smolchek roared out, Oh, dear golden antlers, wherever you are, in valley or mountain or pasture afar, come quick, don't delay. The wood maidens are roasting today. Your little Smolchek, come quick, don't delay. And suddenly, there was a sound of crashing branches. And before the wood maidens knew what was happening, golden antlers came bounding into the cave. Yay! He tossed upon his antlers, and off he sped as Yay! swift as the wind. And when they got home, he laid Smolachek <laughs> across his knee and gave him something. <laughs> you know what? And Smolachek cried and said that he was sorry, and he had been disobedient. And he said he would never 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 open the door again <laughs> and this time he never did okay that's good until he did <laughs> until he did yeah <laughs> that's exactly what I was waiting for I thought that Kel- uh, Kelsey I thought you were going to go into until the next day when yeah. they-, <laughs> they said we were just goofing with you we, were- we weren't actually going to cook you you Come liked on. all the candy right yeah yeah right you end the story like six hours later <laughs> yeah six hours later <laughs> Say by the the first two times I felt bad. The the third time, you know, like maybe 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 don't follow the fairies. Like there are a lot of fairy tales where it's like eventually, you know what? I just I want you I want the fae to take you. That's what you deserve, clearly. Mm -hmm. Respect the choices. (laughs) Too dumb to live. Yeah. Straight up. If you're too dumb to live, go out in a fun way. Am I right? (laughs) Don't drink the fairy wine. Or do. Or do. Oh my gosh. Abby, no. Abby, yes. Yes, Abby. Yes. Finally, someone who validates my bad decision. Okay, Abby. Here's also the thing. Abby doesn't watch horror movies. Or like horror stuff like I do. And then you see what happens after you drink the very wine. Do it, Abby. I'm I will drink the very wine with you. Yes. <laughs> we'll go down Bad together. decision, buddies. Well, listen. I hope you have fun getting your skin eaten and being slaves forever. No, no, no. Listen, the slave, the slave heart isn't really that bad. It's because... <laughs> Because you guys can figure out, you can connect those dots. But the thing is, if Abby and I go together, we have help. You know, it's not solo journey. So if it does get shit crazy, we can look at each other and be like, we should bounce. But if it doesn't, we have a great time and a great story at Feywine. So things to think about. (laughs) Make bad decisions (laughs) with at least one other person that could be. Yeah, as long as you're not doing it alone. It's the but. It's you gotta. Implement the buddy system. Yep. <laughs> We're talking about drugs, everyone. We're talking just about have a buddy. <laughs> it's fine. Just make sure you have at least one sober friend. For crossing the street and drinking the fairy wine. Make yeah. sure you have. 
We'll trade off. Okay. We'll figure out a system. We'll That'll draw straws. Yeah, totally. <laughs> We've got and a if, plan. Um, and if something happens, apparently Ryan and I will come and save both of you. Yeah, yeah. that's totally true. Beautiful. <laughs> we got our system. Nothing I could possibly feel like we got it all figured out. <laughs> so we start hearing poems out in the forest. Then I'm out of then there. I, Sorry. I, yeah. Woo! What's that? Yeah. <laughs> So I will say my system got a little thrown off because Golden Antler did show up after he said a poem. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. See? So clearly it's not foolproof. No, no, no. Your poem theory works if they're doing it to entice you. That's how you got to look at it. Okay. That's He was enticing Golden Antlers to come help. Yeah. That's the problem. (laughs) Oh, well, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it could be argued maybe Golden Antler shouldn't have. But, you know, that's that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's really dig into the morality consequences. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, Do you want to give a, a character alignment <laughs> for Golden Antlers and the Woodmans? Yes. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> I was going to put the uh, Force Maidens uh, lawful good. Um, <laughs> yep. Golden Antler, chaotic evil. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's tracks. Yeah. Know, yeah. Good job. You haven't said anything wrong. All like, like, wait, yeah. are you sure it wasn't swapped? <laughs> no, no, it should be. It should be. Don't get me wrong. It should be. <laughs> uh, well, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about? Okay, so actually, first of all, what gave me the idea for doing a story on Jazinkas, if I'm saying that right at all, um, is that Abby actually told me a story on a previous episode called Johnny and the Witch Maidens, mm-hmm. and I was looking up artwork for that and found out that the story was originally called the Jazinkas. Oh, oh okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I went down a very fascinating rabbit hole on the internet um so so (laughs) i couldn't find a lot about jazinkas Mm -hmm. and i was looking into it and i was looking at translation pieces and pretty much it's just a type of witch maiden which Mm -hmm. means it's a type of hag so (laughs) um i have a little little snippet so early witches were people who practice in practice witchcraft um, they use magical spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change. Most witches were thought to be pagan doing the devil's work. Many, however, were simply natured healers. So they were like wise women and they were just misunderstood in their profession. And then the idea of hags is when they start to get more magical in fairy tales. And that's mm-hmm. when they tend to get older and they use kids to like do youth spells so they can stay beautiful forever and it has a lot to do with um the influence of religion in the Mm -hmm. region trying to be like strong independent magical woman nay and they're like she's going to eat your children and she's bad news and stay away from it so that's why it's like so dark in that folklore because mm. that's specific to that story. And the Jazinkas is like a series of fairy tales, actually. Oh, cool. I think there's like seven or something. So I was like, oh, so I hope that kind of explains it. It was kind of hard to find stuff, but I was determined. Oh, yeah. I love that. I need to find all of those fairy tales unless it was because the Johnny and the Witch Maidens definitely wasn't long enough to be seven stories. 
Yeah, it said it was seven. I'll send you a link. It was like oh, short and it was like supposed to be a series of stories mm-hmm. called the Jazinka. So I oh, don't nice. know if it means hmm. there are those characters in each story or if that's mm-hmm. just the name of the series. But yeah, maybe there were just more stories about them that were meant to be like grouped together. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense to me. That's <clears throat> what I think it is, but I didn't want to look into it because I didn't want to ruin your guys' stories in case. Oh, no worries. Maybe, uh, oh, yeah, maybe this story is part of like the Jacinka's collection. Or oh, yeah, maybe it's because that's one of the stories I found while looking them up. Um, mm-hmm. So Kimmy does all of our research and stuff. I'm just the storyteller. Uh, so she knows far more than me. But yeah, a hag um, is a nightmare spirit from like English and North American folklore, identical to a, a mare, which comes from Germanic or Mara. And, and we, did, we actually did a whole episode on mare. Um, they essentially are what give you nightmares. Uh, so that's fun. They sit on Super your fun. chest and like put bad Ooh. thoughts in your head while you're sleeping. They're very creepy. Oh, are those that. like, I feel like I've seen so many classical paintings of like a woman fainting over a couch and there's like a demon yeah, sitting on her yeah, chest. Yeah. yeah what, what do they call that now? Like demon on them. when you have, when it's like a waking nightmare and when you wake up, you can't A move. night terror. Oh, sleep paralysis. Your sleep, oh, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exact same thing. Yeah. They're your cool. sleep paralysis demon. But like the thing is mares were witches in training. So yeah. We talk about, like, on our episodes, I'm getting, like, a really short summary. Yeah. But mares were believed to be witches that were practicing astroplaning and practicing their magic. So that's why they would, like, sit on, like, men's chest and, like, give them Mm. nightmares. And that's why people would wake up sweaty, like, they were riding a horse all night. And they'd have Mm -hmm. bedhead because she, like, messes with your hair. (laughs) Gotta make it a little hot, right? Very creepy. (laughs) Absolutely. But it... So they're all kind of like in the same thing, like a hag and a mare and a witch maiden and a Jazinka. They all are very similar. So I hope that kind of helps explain it because it's such a broad term for like everything. (laughs) I had read a little bit that Jazinka or Jazinka. I don't know. I I started reading just the tiny bit about it and then stopped immediately because I wanted you to tell me. Did you read anything about the eyeballs? Because in Johnny and the Witch Maidens, they like have... cannibalism to feed off youth. Oh, okay. Yes. And then that's why they were going to roast him. Yes. So that's how they stay young forever. And that's why when Mm -hmm. the children get lost in the forest, like, sometimes they're protected by spirits of the forest because the forest represents the passage of life to death. So if they go in the forest, they're going to die. So that's why I think the Fae, like, kept him in the house kind of thing. Oh, so nice. Hopefully that, like, makes sense. Like, it all comes together. Kind yeah, of. Oh, absolutely. I love that. That's really cool. I love that idea that that's what, like, the forest represents and that they're are both helpful and harmful creatures. Yes. In there. So overall, Abby got one point. Molchik was his name. It was low-hanging fruit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it. I agree. I almost it. didn't let you predict that. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine, I guess. And Kimmy, Kimmy, you actually got – I don't think you got any points. I don't know. Was the kid a dick? He was 
<laughs> I'd say so. After the after the third time, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you got one point. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> and then that's hilarious. Okay, Ryan, you got yeah, I got one point as well. Yep. Because they tricked him into opening a door. Nice. As a team, we got them all. Oh, so. we, we swept it. And mm-hmm. We swept it as a team. Ten out of ten. Next story, we'll crush it. Just you wait. Yes. (laughs) I am doing two very short stories about water horses or kelpies, which I'm very excited about because I know very little about them, but I know I know just enough to be intrigued. Yes. Or just enough to be dangerous, as they say. I always get Kelpies <laughs> and Selkies mixed up. I think I've got it They're now, but Kelpie... Very similar. As you just said, Water Horse. Is that mm-hmm. one a little bit more spooky, though? Doesn't yes. that one, like, murder people? They both, both murder do. people. Water Horses people are too? very murdery. No. No, I meant Selkies. Oh, no. Versus- selkies Selkies are just sad seal ladies. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I get those confused so much. They have a lot of similarities outside yeah. of the killing people part. Because well, <laughs> then, there's, then there's sirens, which are bird yeah. ladies that kill people. <laughs> bird ladies that kill people. <laughs> um, or, or mermaids that kill people. I can't remember. We got some sexy murderers. Is yeah. Pretty much all the Se- same genre. Sexy water death. <laughs> sexy murder. The way to go. So neither of these stories have a title. Oh. They're just... So I'm reading I'm reading out of River Folk Tales of Britain and Ireland today. Okay. Yeah. And and this then both of these stories are just two little stories that are filed under water horses. Water horses. I love it. Yeah. So give me each of you give it's it, this first one is like four paragraphs. So each of you give me one prediction. For the first one. Kelsey, you go first. Okay. I want to predict that this is the murdery type of water horse. Does that sound good? Sure. Like somebody gets murdered. Excellent. <laughs> you let me have the name of the boy, so I will let you have that one. <laughs> I still feel like that's less. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the name of the boy was a little bit less. All uh, water horses are murder horses. A but more obvious. <laughs> As someone that has ha- had horses hate her her whole life, I, I do not disagree with that for one second. <laughs> 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 like, this bitch is a siren. There's no way we are letting her <laughs> near us. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan, what's your next prediction? Oh, man. Um... Can I also just be super broad and say there's going to be some some shape shifting and uh... fine, love it. There's going to be there's someone dies. There's going to be some shape shifting. Can I just say I hope there's a nipple in it. Yeah, I, I feel that's <laughs> like it's we don't healthy. got anything. There will be. There someone will be. dies. There's some shape shifting and there's a prominent nipple. Done. Easy. Beautiful. Easy. Makings for a good story right there. <laughs> I love that story. That's not this one. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to tell you right now. Kimmy, no points. <laughs> How about side boob? Could I like change it? To the side? That's the fix. Okay. okay. 
So this is a story um, from that it, uh, was kind of told in the area of the River Conan, which is in the Scottish Highland Highlands near Loch Luchart. Um, and it was part of a big hydroelectric scheme ongoing in the Highlands since the 1940s. But the river is still considered good for salmon and sea trout. But there's a lot of suspicious things that happen there. <clears throat> <laughs> So the Conan is a bonnie river full of trout and eels and big pearl mussels. It's not one of those wild, desolate streams in the uplands, nor does it rush and thunder with force across the broken rocks. Yet the river Conan holds more fear than any other river in Scotland. You can hardly go half a mile along the Conan without stumbling over the scene of a horrible legend with the water wraith or the Kelpie. One of the most frightening of these places is Conan Woods. Over a swamp of yellow flag with the corn crake screeching all around, there is a hillock covered in old willow trees rising like an island from the mist with thick murkwoods on either side. The river whirls around an old burial ground there with the Ooh. broken ruins of an old kirk, which I assume is an old castle or something. This would be the coolest D&D map for a boss battle. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's a good setting. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, by the way, a kirk is a Scottish word for meaning church. Oh, I just checked thank it out. You. So that's even creepier than an old castle. Yes, that's way <laughs> creepier. <laughs> Jesus was there. Be warned. <laughs> well, the scary. broken ruins of a holy place, that's creepy as hell. Yeah, there gotta be vampires <laughs> or something roaming there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a Hans Christian Andersen story, so there are probably no random vampires. <laughs> random vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Among the fallen stones, you can still make out the archway of the main window and the little trough that once held holy water. Many centuries before now, when that chapel was whole, there was a cornfield of the land where the woods are thickest now, on the Kirk side of the River Conan. One day in late summer, a group of Highlanders was busy cutting the corn and heaping it up when they heard a voice from the river. The hour, but not the man, has come. They looked around, and there was a dark Kelpie horse standing in the river next to the pool and the ford across the river from the old church. The Kelpie snorted and said again, the hour but not the man has come. Then it disappeared into the pool. (laughs) Time to go home. Time to go home. (laughs) It's officially spooky season. The group wondered what it could mean, but not for long. A man in hot haste came riding down to the river, making straight for the ford. Four of the stoutest men broke away from the harvest to warn him of the danger. They told him they had seen a Kelpie and urged him to take another road or stay with them a while, but he was determined. However, these were Highlanders and responsible men, so they took things into their own hands. They locked him up in the old kirk until midnight had passed. Because <laughs> if a man doesn't take directions, you got to lock him up. <laughs> like, listen, we told you, there's a Kelpie in there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Don't be a fool. <laughs> he was like, I know where I'm going. I've been here like, for years. Well, he probably didn't believe them about the spooky ghost horse. And they, you know... Locked him up to beat some sense into him or something. Mm-hmm. As they should. <laughs> As they should. 
So they locked him up in the old Kirk until midnight had passed, which is the fateful hour of the Kelpie and lots of other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, they left him there all night with refreshment to see him through because they're responsible men. (laughs) They're just having a party, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he needs. (laughs) They had a kegger. (laughs) Nice. All he needs. Yep. Throw him in a cell with yeah. a kegger. Check okay. on him in the morning. You're fine. <laughs> the following morning, the men came back to the old Kirk, unlocked the door, and flung it open. You can go in safety now, shouted one Highlander to the traveler. But there was no answer. <gasps> He's drowned in a cell. There was the man lying lifeless and cold on the floor with ah! his face deep in the water trough. <gasps> oh, my God. The Kelpie had come for him. Locked door or no, the end. That is so creepy. I know. (laughs) Oh my God, that was so good. (laughs) Is it terrible that I imagine the Kelpie is like the horse from Adventure Time that takes off (laughs) the gloves? That's great. (laughs) It's the white glove. (laughs) Before he comes and murders him. Really, it only adds to the terror. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so good. No. Fantastic ghost story. Um, That would be, I think, a point for Kelsey. Yeah. Wee! Uh, (laughs) There were no nipples, so no point for Kimmy or side boob. That's the fix for the story is yes. that he died yeah. with his nipple hanging out of a shirt. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Ripped, ripped it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the horse uh, with its creepy little hands. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't believe oh, there was man. any shape shifting. No, no. Not in this one. It's very unfortunate. You may roll over your prediction to the next one if you like. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd go. like to also add to the next one. Perhaps there's some like Kelpie riding. Ooh. Yes, excellent prediction. Oh, good. Um, Kelsey, what's your new prediction for the second story? Are we just doing one? Yeah, you could do you could do two if you want. This two? one's a little longer. Okay, uh, that was just such a good story. Oh my god, that was so, so, that was I know. Wasn't that creepy. perfect? <laughs> By the way, this is a book from Lisa Schneido, and I just have to say, her fairy tale books. She has like a botanical fairy tales river folktales she's got a woodland folktale that i don't have i love her and her stories are so good so great she's a great writer go buy her books Uh, we'll post the link in our show notes and can can i just say i love the fact that you're reading out of an actual book like every (laughs) like our ours we're always reading off a screen and then like we've done a few other swaps you know where everyone else reads off screen so it's very refreshing See Aww. an actual book on screen. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, we Kelsey and I for the most part do read mostly out of out of physical books. That's awesome. Um, we're really lucky. We've been able to find a lot. We've been able to scrounge a lot at thrift stores, and we also yeah. have um, we also have a friend of the podcast that like constantly sends us Ruth Manning Sanders books that he comes oh, across. Nice. Chris, so we, we just, love you. Yeah, so Chris, much. Oh. <laughs> Well, we've got affiliate links for a lot of the books that we that we use on the show, so we can. Yeah. So, yeah. I wanna, you, so I want to so I want to check it out. Nice. Next paycheck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll highly recommend all of Lisa Schneider's work. She's a she's a beautiful writer. 
Oh, I love They're it. so good. And it has like cool info about local flora and fauna mm-hmm. of Britain and Ireland, like right before the fairy tale, which I just think is so cool and so important. Yeah. Um, she, I, I love her work. Using that as a segue into mm-hmm. the next story. This Here's the paragraph about the – oh, wait. Did we finish predictions for it? We haven't finished predictions. Yeah, I'm doing two for, that real two for tits. That's that's what <laughs> side boob or tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let's see. Let's pass it over, see what happens. <laughs> Kelsey. Here's one. Yeah. Somebody that deserves it gets murdered. Ooh, Ooh I love that. Go. That's a good that's oh a good God. annotation. <laughs> and then my second <laughs> prediction is just gonna be that. Can I phone a friend? That's new. I'm doing it. Kimmy, help me out. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Oh, look. I am getting a phone call. Hey. <laughs> what up? <laughs> hey. So I need help uh, making a prediction about a healthy. <laughs> what do I do? You should predict something about them singing a song. Ooh, okay. Okay. Click. I'm going to do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Abby, I'm going to predict for my second prediction that they're singing a song. What a good original prediction that I, <laughs> you know, you're such a genius. Good job, Thank Kelsey. Thank you. <laughs> She's amazing. You guys have no idea. <laughs> All right. So the paragraph about this story before no, wait, it, wait, 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 wait. What? I made two predictions. Kimmy, you made another rollover prediction about the boob. Do you want to make a second prediction? Two boobs. Two boobs. <laughs> yeah. It's either side boob They're or full out. tit. <laughs> both out. Side boob or full tit. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then, Ryan, you had one prediction for Kelpie riding. Did yeah. you want to make a second prediction? I'm going to. So, on top of Kelpie riding, I guess it'll go a little to out. There's going to be <laughs> Kelpie saddling as well. You gotta oh, use a saddle to ride a Kelpie. Oh, I love okay. it. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be one hell of a story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I we're all right. right sincerely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, mm. This is an off the rail story. <laughs> so the paragraph about this place <laughs> is... Hasker, or the Monarch Isles, are a small, isolated group of islands about five miles west of Uist in the Outer Hebrides. About an, about a hundred people used to live here in harsh conditions, although the islands have been uninhabited since the Second World War. Hasker is now a national na- a national nature reserve and a haven for seabirds and seals. On the main island is a ruined village surrounding Loch Nambuad. Perhaps it is the same loch in this story told in Gaelic by Donald McDougall to his cousin Donald McDonald in 1956. <laughs> I love that. Me too. There's there's the, just a TikTok guy I follow and he talks about all the lochs in Scotland and he swims in all of them and I'm kind of obsessed. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when, we, when we did our um, Loch Ness episode... Yeah. That We're guy so came long. up like while I was researching and I learned about all these of like every lock in yes. Scotland has monsters. All of them. See, of go listen to Alluring. They have um, like episodes for every single thing we talk about. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the We're Storming. Uh, the, we're Storming Loch Ness. Yeah, Loch-ness. we're Storming Loch Ness. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I want to go. 
Sorry. <laughs> We're going. Keep your We're going. Don't you for worry. A Facebook event. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. On Hayskur, fresh water was scarce in the summertime, and the women used to do their washing in the lock. The old men shook their heads. It'll be the worst for you. There's nothing to save us from the water horse, they said. It will come for us all one day. (laughs) And so the village reared a fearsome bull that was never let outside, just in case one day they had to set it on the water horse. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) I know. That's an interesting guard dog. What a twist. (laughs) We have a really angry bull just in case. Everyone should have one of those. Clearly. (laughs) When you're too hipster to have a dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so hipster. The hipster pit bull. This is a very hipster village. (laughs) They're a little too cool for the rest of folklore. So that's why they're in this book. It's why they live on an island by themselves. (laughs) (laughs) They only drink organic coffee that they roast themselves. (laughs) And they They only do French press. They yes. milk the selkies every morning at seven oh, no. <laughs> Obviously. There's your nipples. Yeah! Yes! One point. Yes. One point for Kimmy. Nipples everywhere. <laughs> okay. Oh. Those sweet selkie nips. <laughs> sweet, sweet selkie nips. If anything needed to be on a shirt. Title of the episode. <laughs> I feel like dusting my Okay. <clears throat> so they have a bull that will hipster guard dog them from the selkie as needed. The the kelpie. The kelpie as needed. <laughs> okay, yeah. Meanwhile, the women would travel to the lock in Paris to do their washing just for safety. Buddy system. They know what's up. Mm-hmm. Smart. 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 <laughs> One day, and nobody knows why, a woman went to the lock on her own. <sighs> a woman alone? Don't go places alone. How <laughs> they're like you, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what is victim blaming in the 20th century? <laughs> right? Exactly. No one knows why this woman wanted some time alone to do her damn laundry. She's doing it for other people anyway. Yeah. She wanted some space. But who knows why she went alone? What a fun. She worked hard and it was a fine summer evening by the time she finished because she washed everyone's laundry, including her own. And so it took a million years. So she sat down with her back to a grassy knoll and dozed in the sunshine. She didn't know how long she had been asleep when the noise of footfall awakened her. There was a tall, handsome man smiling at her. Oh. Uh-huh. Is he nude? <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> Patience, Kimmy. <laughs> Tiring work, washing, isn't it? He said by way of conversation. What a line. (laughs) Yeah, they don't say it like they used to, huh? (laughs) Yes, it is, she replied. 
He had a clear face, high cheekbones, and flaring nostrils. She had not seen him on the island before. I'm worn out myself, he said. I've been walking all day. Would you mind if I shared the sunny spot with you? Not at all. Please do, she said. They sat next to each other in silence for a while, and it wasn't a disagreeable silence. Then, I'm sleepy, he said. Would you mind if I had laid my head in your lap? Mm. Well, <laughs> this was unusual, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let me look at your face again. Yeah, I think it will be fine. <laughs> yeah, like, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind at all, she said. And he did, and he fell fast asleep. She couldn't doze. She was wide awake and looked down at his sleeping head. There was gravel from the lock on his scalp and green waterweed in his hair. She looked at him more closely. He didn't have feet. He had hooves. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, wow. That's. I think we have a hotter cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> Take a cryptid, but make it hot. <laughs> make it sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the water horse. What on earth could she do with him fast asleep like this? Whatever you want. <laughs> I was I was going to say, the only thing stopping you is consent at that point. <laughs> <laughs> she had a pair of scissors in her pocket, and so she cut out a circle of cloth from her coat all around the sleeping head of the man, and then she moved slowly away from underneath and placed his head on the ground very carefully indeed. She walked away for a few steps to be quiet and then ran for her life. A mile up the road toward the village, she looked over her shoulder and there was the water horse in its true form now, dark mane swirling, galloping like the wind after her. So she shouted loud. She shouted for anyone who could hear, the bull, release the bull. I had completely forgotten about the bull. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, the bull? There's a bull? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> For a minute, I was like, what horse girl fanfic is this? <laughs> yeah, straight up. Straight up. Yeah. She's, she's experiencing a much different story than we're all imagining in our heads right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually scary. The water horse was going to do what well, the water horse is going to do bad things to her. Yeah. If it actually managed to get her. <laughs> we don't know that. We Just probably, we kind of do was know like that. kind of bad things. <laughs> I can't. They, yeah. they don't, they don't have a good reputation. <laughs> The bull was let loose by the farmer, and it met the water horse with all its weight and might. The two huge animals laid into one another then, and they were an even match for a while. But then the bull started to push the water horse out towards the great sea beyond. Both animals disappeared under the waves, just like in The Last Unicorn, and that was the last anyone saw of them. <sighs> the woman went to bed after that, but she never left it again. <gasps> like she died i assume i think that's what it's implying oh many years later a great bull's horn washed up on shore in hesker it was put to good use as a bar across a gateway the end oh. <laughs> i bet that i bet that's actually there like still i bet there's a bullhorn yeah and this is gate. the story that goes with the bullhorn yeah. on that gate <laughs> so my fix for this story is that it follows a more traditional 
a Kelpie story pattern. Like Ryan loved your predictions, loved them, mm-hmm. wanted that to happen. Mm-hmm. Or usually there's like a bridal situation yeah. and like mm-hmm. some idiot gets on the water horse's back and then it drowns them in the lake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I have a few, I wrote a few little segments. Um, one, how to ride a Kelpie. Ooh. Um, Two, how to marry a Kelpie. And then three, I knew Kimmy was going to need a little cool down after we talked about Kelpies. So I have a segment called Not Always Hot, Kimmy. Um, so let me know Let me know when we want to get to those. And <laughs> Let's go around and I'll say our faces. And then, yes, I would love to hear each and every one of those okay. segments. <laughs> oh, that got me. That really, really got me. Um, I don't think I actually have a fix. I mean, it was a great story. And it had a cool, like, ending. I don't know. She died in kind of a boring the way, though. I do wish she had, like, rode off. But then she wouldn't have released the bull. Maybe she was, like, riding the horse. She got on it, and then she realizes what's happening. And then she calls out for the bull. Ooh, I like that. That's good. It was a great story, though. I loved it. That's cute. Well, I, I can I have a cute fix for this because I'm not always a thirst trap. I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay if you are. <laughs> it's just like 99% of the time, and it's fine. But this is a 1%. It is um, fine. <laughs> there's like an old, uh, I want to say it's like an ancient Chinese painting I really love. And there's a lot of like folklore about it where – and I can't remember a lot because I haven't done a lot of research. So I'm just doing it from memory where um, a cat would like sleep on a part of a girl's kimono. So she would cut it and then she would leave it sleeping. So I think what would make this story really cool is if this happened three days in a row, right? She didn't know what the cookie <laughs> was and she'd go, he'd sleep on her lap and she'd cut and she'd go do her chores or something. Mm-hmm. Then she'd come back and he'd ask again. And each time she goes back, the bull would be like, be warned of the man that tricks you to care for him. Right. And then it would happen again. And then the Mm. third time it would happen before she would cut, he would grab her arm because selkie, not selkies, sorry, keep getting them confused. Kelpies, you you can stick to them. So that's how they drown their victims is you'll stick to their skin. So he touches her skin and goes to drown her. And that's when the bull will come to save her. Oh, Kimmy. A plus That's amazing. That's good. I love that. That Can I phone in a friend for fixes from now on? (laughs) Yeah, we'll just call Kimmy. I was going to say, I don't really want to go after that. (laughs) (laughs) Just do the ring ring thing. Go ring ring. And I'll I'll just. Yeah, right. I'll be like, oh, yes. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm actually really excited to hear some of like the folklore and some of Ryan's yeah. Ryan's segments on, on so, Kelpies. So do we want um, Not Always Hot Kimmy, Capturing and Riding a Kelpie, or Marrying a Kelpie first? Um, I think we should do Not Always Hot Kimmy first, <laughs> okay. and then we can talk about how Cooler you can down marry one bit. anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so if you look up Kelpie, like every photo you see is either of a horse or of just like a beautiful woman. Um, mm-hmm. Not really the case. Um, a lot of the times it's dudes. Um, and in a lot of the stories, they're like creepy old men. Um, 
So there's a story by a dude named Gregor where a Kelpie is hanging out on the side of the road, pretending to like sew trousers. Um, and uh, it's kind of messed up because the town folk are like, yeah, that's a Kelpie. And then they just like bash him on the head and he oh turns into God, a horse. Um, yeah. And then in uh, uh, other accounts describe Kelpies as rough, shaggy men who leap behind solitary riders and crush them. So not usually um, hot dudes coming up and being like, hey, I want to hang out on the beach, you know? So. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your it depends on your uh, definition of hot. That's fair. That's fair. Kelsey likes old men. <laughs> I like old shaggy dudes. <laughs> it's, it's it's the rough part for me. The rough part, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. when you were saying it, it gave very getting complimented at a gas station energy. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> think right. think that. Yeah. <laughs> Still, still hot. Sorry. Yeah, it says a wizened old man, whatever that means. (laughs) She's like, they compliment so well. (laughs) I called princess and shit. You are so hairy. I like. (laughs) Is that Sasquatch? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That might be my favorite. uh, Sexiest cryptid. The things I've seen about Sasquatch. <laughs> the 70s really had a heyday with him. Yeah. Tell you that. Amen. Oh, Google gets dark, oh. folks. Put on that not safe for work filter. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. oh, boy. Cool. But uh, so to ride a Kelpie, um, so there's kind of, there, there's either like ride it and die, or if you want to ride it and like actually live. So to actually mm-hmm. live, you have to put a bridle or chain on it that has a cross on it, mm-hmm. which will that let you sense. basically like own the Kelpie. But oh. this is very important. If the Kelpie already has a saddle, do not try and ride it because it will go into the lake and drown you because you're going to get stuck to that saddle. Oh, um, yeah. Is it like someone else's saddle or just like, no, they just like have, it says sometimes they just have saddles. Um, okay. I think it's like a trick almost. Yeah. It's a trick. Cause they're just like, Oh, Hey, I'm a horse. And then bam, mm-hmm. all of yeah. a sudden you're drowning. <laughs> um, it, but and then I read that you could, um, do an ex if you see a Kelpie already wearing a bad saddle, you could perform an exorcism, oh. um, to remove Christians the saddle. There. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, and if you get to keep the saddle, it has like magical properties to it. And then you oh. can replace it with your own saddle. Um, and if you do get stuck to a Kelpie that's running into the ocean, the only way to kill it is with a silver bullet, much like a werewolf. So amazing. This is fascinating. Sure, yeah. If you're in <laughs> Scotland, make sure you got a silver bullet, I guess. And are Kelpies only in Scotland, or is it like England, Ireland a little too? Yes. Yeah, I, I think okay. everything I read was Scotland, but I mean, because yeah. it's mostly the locks and the river locks. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and in in Lisa Schneidau's book, she actually talked a little bit about other other water horses. Um, yeah. I didn't want to read it because I wanted to to kind of preserve that for this section of it, but yeah. there is. Um, 
yeah, water horses in Wales, uh, water horses in different parts of England, um, all live in locks, lakes, and pools. But the two stories we read were Kelpies specifically because they're mm-hmm. a dark, they're like specifically a dark water horse spirit yeah. thing. So clearly there are water horses in like probably multi- like multiple places throughout the world, just specifically Kelpies are Scottish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's the best way to explain it. <laughs> well, did you have um, a third thing, Brad? Yeah, then I have um, just a quick little story about uh, marrying a Kelpie. Uh, Ooh, very, yeah. it's, it's pretty short. So um, <laughs> this is from a short folk tale called uh, Bara. Um, Bara tells of a lonely Kelpie that transforms into a handsome young man to try and like woo a human. But the human realizes, oh, that's a Kelpie. So um, in this story, the Kelpie is wearing a silver necklace, which is what keeps it as a human. Um, I'm not sure what that I haven't read about that other than this story, but she takes it off and and he turns back into a horse. And the dad of the girl's like, hell yeah, we have a workhorse now. So... (laughs) (laughs) all excited yeah that's a little messed up (laughs) yeah so the girl takes the kelpie home to work on her father's farm for years um and then after after a few years yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then after a few years um they start to feel bad so they give him his necklace back um under the guise of you have to marry my daughter now um, which he agrees, and um, and they were married after that. So if you want to marry a kelpie, just go have it uh, work on work for your dad for a few years, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because that that's the that's yep. how it's <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly simple. You Stockholm syndrome the kelpie into falling mm-hmm. in love with you, yep. and then yep, and then you marry him. And he had I to get, choose to it. become a mortal man, so he had to give up his uh, kelpiness. Oh, so, yeah, so you can't everything he was to be with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what most shape-shifting bridegrooms do. I feel like and yeah. they, they're always still missing that. I mean, we do a lot of, um, or we've done a lot of bride animal bridegroom stories and they're all like, you know, giving up a huge part of themselves mm-hmm. that they eventually go back to mm-hmm. like, nah, don't do it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> any, Almost- any kelpies listening. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen, don't do it. The opposite is every Selkie story is them getting kidnapped and then eventually finding their fur. And one Mm. of them had like 12 children and was still like, nah, I'm going back. (laughs) She was in the sea and she looked at the kids running out the dock and they're like, Like, mother, wait. And she's like... (laughs) (laughs) That's why I feel feel for the Selkie because... She needs to be her true self, and mm-hmm. just because she got stuck with some f- fucking dude, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. I do feel bad for the kids, but it's like she's no. still her. Selkie, oh. Selkies are Sagittarius, and nothing can convince me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go be free. They gotta Let go them be yes. free. The story that we read, we did reread a Selkie story. I think on one of our bonus episodes this year. And the yeah. thing I did like about it is that, like, she went back to the sea, but she'd still toss, like, gifts up onto the shore for no. her children. Like, her children yeah. could go visit her, and she'd, like, 
whack oh, yeah. fish up onto shore and stuff for yeah, them. Like, like she wasn't totally gone. She was like, fuck the father, yeah. but I like you guys. Yeah, yeah but we, that's not your fault. Yeah. That's not your fault. One we read, didn't she turn the kids into like bricks she or turned, something? No, <laughs> she only turned some of the children into rocks. Yeah, so into rocks so that, so that they could come mom. live in the ocean with her. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You're, what? Like, you're yeah. like, Jimmy, Carrie, and Amanda, you come with me. Yeah, and little Gregory's like, what about me, mother? She's like... Oh, my hands are full. Yeah. I can't. I only you have are yeah. annoying. Yeah. You look just like your father, and there's a lot oh, no. I can't do with that. Little did they know, they he, he dodged a bullet by not getting <laughs> turned into a rock. Go, Gregory. Go, yeah. Gregory. <laughs> well told, well researched. Thank you very much. That gives me the hit of Kelpie stuff that I really wanted from that last story. So, (laughs) yeah, if you want more amazing cryptid information, as we mentioned the whole episode, definitely go listen to Alluring. They're awesome. Um, We'll, you know, tag them in the episode. And yeah, I think did oh, did you have any fixes for my story? I think that was the only thing we kind of skipped yeah. over. We easy. forgot to do fixes for your story, <laughs> as easy we usually fix. do. <laughs> I got a super easy fix. Yes, make him legal. Story done. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not the first time that that's been one of our fixes. <laughs> yeah, it was actually we actually, did that with the last Jazinki story that we told. Yep. <laughs> stories are just sexy Uh, yeah i had no problem with that story it sounded like a great way to go out Mm -hmm. Ooh, i would make antler dude more daddy like because it feels right and he's spanking him (laughs) (laughs) so that would be more the x story and legal Everything's mm-hmm. much better. That makes me feel better about the spankings. If, like, <laughs> That's yeah. why. That's why be, I'm saying that. It'd be a much different story, though. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> if the that if the boy that. is like of age and the spankings are like a shared kink, yes, yeah, then that was, that's fine. That See, was exactly our fix for Johnny and the Witch Maiden. Was. was that he was an adult. And he loved his daddy. And he loved his daddy. <laughs> he figured it out. The formula to fix a story yep. is just making them legal so it's not weird anymore. <laughs> but specifically, check Jazinki stories. Yes. Specifically that, that genre. <laughs> Jazinki uh, rhymes with kinky for a reason. So we're just going <laughs> to fix it right away. Kinky Jazinki. <laughs> There's there's your episode title. Here it is. Oh, that (laughs) or sweet sulky nips. That's going to be a tough one. Sulky nips. (laughs) Yeah, you guys have some terrible ones to pick from. (laughs) I might have to uh, put this on our Patreon and have them vote for which title they like the best. (laughs) Please, you should definitely do that. Please. Oh, kind. Okay. I didn't have a fix for it outside of like, I mean, I, I like Kimmy's fix a lot. I, mm-hmm. uh, beyond that, like, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a very fun story. All yeah. Right. My, mine. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is messed up, but every single like forest hag story, they always try and like cook the people alive and it never yeah. works out for them. <laughs> like, 
So I don't. I don't those are the stories that you hear because they got told. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it sounds bad, but maybe like don't cook them alive, and then you wouldn't Except be. Yeah, you wouldn't be caught in all these <laughs> awkward situations. You know, um, where they call out for help from their yeah, daddy. Yeah, where they scream a poem into the abyss and. <laughs> So their dear, daddy, dear daddy come comes in. And, yeah. <laughs> he can't do that if he's already dead. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's I like, like that. Good job. Wow, this has been beautiful chaos. Oh my God. I've been this, crying this whole time. This has been fantastic. <laughs> yes, yeah, has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on Fairy Tale Fix. We appreciate you so much. Oh, thank, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. This has been absolutely hilarious. Uh, hopefully we didn't turn this into too much chaos. Um, no, no more per- chaotic than we make it ourselves. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you guys. This has been an absolute gem of a time. You guys have been lovely <laughs> and you have gone through all my terrible jokes. So I appreciate you on a very spiritual level for that. I mean, they're not terrible and I am ready for more. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I am excited for the future adventures where you two save us. So looking forward to that. But in the meantime, um, we are Alluring. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G. You can check us out at Alluring.com. You can check us out on Instagram where we post all our cool art and stuff. And um, we just, this is like a really great, example of our dynamic of Ryan and I. So if you enjoy beautiful chaos and someone that's just barely holding on to sanity, (laughs) then you should come check us out (laughs) over there. But yeah, this has been fun. I think that's our best call to actions for that. We got art, we got cryptids, we got folklore. What else do you need? (laughs) Nothing. That's all absolutely nothing. That's right. (laughs) Uh so yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in to Fairy Tale Fix featuring Alluring today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave both of our shows a review on Apple or wherever they will allow you to leave a rating or review. Five stars, please. <laughs> Always if, five stars. If we can make an order. <laughs> five stars and say it's a sexy fun time. And then we will know you listen to this episode and it will warm our souls. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's perfect. Uh, if you love the show and you want to support us uh, in a different way, you can get extra episodes, merch books, other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod. You can email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, and nursery rhymes, and other such things at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And they all lived happily, happily ever, ever after. After. The end. The end. <laughs>